everyone and welcome back to the Sweet Things Podcast, Scary Story Edition. I'm Kara. And I'm Kateri and I teased this a little bit last week, but today I sat down with Dennis Franco to explain Dennis. I don't really know how to because there's so much that goes into him. He is my favorite person on the planet. I just love him. Um, I work with Dennis. He's worked at Amici with me since we opened. He was actually there before we opened. It's kind of a long story, but... He's my star pupil. I call him SpongeBob because he's just like employee of the month every month. But he has lived like a thousand lives. Dennis has been a surgical assistant, a lumberjack. He's worked for like clubhouse security for the Angels. He's done everything that you could possibly think of. So when I was thinking it would be cool to do a scary stories episode, I knew exactly who I should go to, which was a Dennis, and he did not disappoint. These stories are real-life experiences that he has had, and I just knew that he would love to tell his stories because he's a great storyteller, and he he likes to put his stories out there for people to hear. So Dennis's Halloween stories definitely did not disappoint. They were pretty spooky. I agree. They definitely did not disappoint at all. I have heard a lot about Dennis from Kateri and her siblings and everything, and I can't remember if I've ever met him, but I might have like in passing at Amici you know. Yeah, I think you have. But after listening to this episode and like editing it and everything, I feel like I know Dennis personally now. I feel like I know a lot more about him. I was like texting Kateri throughout editing. I was like, oh my god, Dennis did this. Oh my god, Dennis this and that, you know. Yeah. And yeah, but I was also kind of nervous going into the episode because I get scared pretty easily. So yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night after (laughs) I edit this because I edit... I edited the episode at night, so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dennis is just a great storyteller, and, like, he's one of those people that right when you meet him, you feel like you've known him forever, so I was happy to have him on. Like I said, he's one of my favorite people, so you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Yes, you guys are in for a treat. Yes, (laughs) Um, but we're going to do, it's kind of a long episode, so we're going to do, like, a really short introduction, just talk about some things that have been going on in our lives, and then Dennis will get into his spooky stories. Yes. So, this past week, I celebrated my 25th birthday, which we kind of mentioned last (laughs) episode, but our next episode, we will go more into depth about that and talk about the details and everything of my birthday. Yeah. And, yeah, which is exciting. And I started watching season three of You, and I'm already on the last episode and it's a pretty crazy season i feel like each season just gets crazier and i also feel like it fits in with the theme of this episode so it's fitting nice and creepy (laughs) i know i think i'm on like episode four or something um i keep falling asleep at like the end of every episode so i'm like getting annoyed Mm -hmm. at myself (laughs) you have to go back and rewatch, you know but i definitely have to finish that too because i do love that show i feel like already there's so much going on in the season that it's like oh yeah oh my god you know <laughs> and i feel like it's i mean i didn't finish the last episode yet so i don't know but i feel like there's going to be a lot of like loose ends that will probably pick up in season 4 so. yeah cuz they already renewed it for season 4 so it'll be interesting yeah. to see which i'm happy about yeah me like, too i watched this so i watched this show pretty fast like yeah this whole week like this week i watched it and it's wednesday so i'm actually surprised that you watch this show because it's like i know you would think (laughs) i'd be scared of it right yeah (laughs) 
Oh, well, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know, but... Tonight, I'm carving pumpkins with Vinny and Cole and Joy. They're all coming over, and we're going to carve pumpkins. And we're also going to watch the staple Disney Channel Halloween episodes that you need to watch every year. So, if you haven't yet, make sure before Halloween you watch the Ghost and Sweet 613 Zack and Cody Halloween episode, the don't have a cow that's a raven episode <laughs> and like you know all the good ones zoe 101 the hannah montana one you just need to watch all the old disney channel halloween episodes yes they're all so iconic yeah plus halloween town and nightmare before christmas all those good movies yes i have to watch halloween town before halloween <laughs> that's I love that movie. the best movies seriously oh i also wanted to do a small business shout out um so this girl posted on Facebook on like a, a local page that she does really cute chocolate covered strawberries. It's called Bay's Berries, B-A-I-S Berries. So when I saw these Halloween themed strawberries, I knew I had to get my sister Joy some spooky strawberries because we always get each other, each other something for like Valentine's Day and we just do like little things like that for each other just out of nowhere. So I got her a cute box. It was like a horror movie themed where like the berries looked like peep, like the main scary people from horror stories or it looked like it had blood dripping down in the, the strawberry. So she loved them. They were so cute. So I just wanted to give a small business shout out to Bay's Berries because it's adorable. I, I think it's such a cute business idea to do like themed berries for the time of the year, you know? Yeah, that's really cute and such a good idea. I love yeah. that. Yeah, very cute. So if you're local in Arizona, um, like I said, it's at Bay's Berries on Instagram, B-A-I-S Berries. And I'll post like a picture of the strawberries and her at so you guys can follow her if you want to order some strawberries. Awesome. Woohoo. Let's get into the spooky stories with Dennis. <laughs> yes, now we're going to get into Dennis's scary stories. You need to listen to the end because... The last story is just so spooky. Like, it doesn't get any scarier than that. Like, if I was in Dennis's situation, I don't know what I would have done. So, enjoy Dennis's storytelling. I'm sure you're all going to love him just as much as I do and everyone else does. So, enjoy and make sure you listen to the end. So, what's the sitch? All right, so I would like to welcome... Dennis Franco to the Sweet Things podcast. If you have any kind of introduction you want to give the people, now is your chance. Uh, we introduced you a little bit in the beginning. Well, um, my name's Dennis. Um, I'm 64 years old. Um, I work with Kateri. Um, I have a varied background. I've done lots of different things in, in my life. Um, and, and I've had lots of different experiences. And she asked me to uh, share some of these experiences, and so we. I thought that I would put together uh, a little uh, Halloween uh, uh, segment here for you, and so I'm going to do some of my Halloween stories, some of my favorite scary stories that I like to share at this time of year, and this one here I call the Bakery Witch, and this happened to me in in around 1965 when I was eight years old and the it takes place in Tempe Arizona and, and, and interestingly enough this this story takes place in the middle of the day uh, in a major uh, busy part of town 
uh, with a lot of foot traffic and, and, and car traffic around. And so, it, you know, it's not, it, it, you know, it happened right in bright daylight, you might say. Uh, but anyway, my, my uncle owned a bakery. And, um, and my grandmother would work in the bakery occasionally to help him out. And, and that's what was happening this day. And, and they were at the bakery and I, I was, I, I was, uh, I went to school across the street from my grandmother. And so when I would get out of class, I would always go to her house and, and, and visit with her and my grandfather. And, and that's what I was going to do that day. But getting back to them, they were at the bakery that day and my grandmother was working the front counter and my uncle and another man and my uncle's son, my cousin, uh, were working in the back. And, and this, this, uh, this woman, this old woman, my grandmother said, uh, it looked like she was a, a very old um, Native American woman, was how my grandmother desca- described her, and said she was very old and had dark skin and wrinkles, and, and her eyes were, had cataracts, and you know, they were like, you know, white, like the pupils were white. And anyway, she was kind of scary looking, scary. you would say. And, uh, but that's the way my grandmother described her. And um, so the, the, the woman walked in and my grandmother asked her uh, if she could uh, get her something. And the woman didn't say anything to her. And, and, and so my grandmother, uh, who spoke Spanish, um, asked her again in Spanish, thinking, well, maybe she'll understand me this way. And so she asked her, and, and, and the old woman didn't say anything, but she just kind of smiled at her. Uh, and my grandmother said it kind of creeped her out, kind of yeah. creeped her out, you know, because she wouldn't, didn't order anything. And so she got scared, and she went into the back to get my uncle. And, and, and my uncle was, wasn't really a, a, a nice man. He was kind of a, a rude, gruff guy, uh, kind of a mean guy. And, and uh, he, he often, I saw him be mean to my grandmother and my grandfather. And I, you know, there were things that he did that I didn't care for, for sure. And that's, that's what's going to come around here in this story for him. Uh, but she went into the back and got him. And in his way, he walked out to the front and he told this woman, you know, what, what do you want? And she didn't say anything to him either. And he told her bluntly, well, you either order something or get the hell out. Yeah. He was kind of rude like that. And as soon as he did, this old woman uh, went walked right past the both of them, right past the counter and into the back of the bakery and through. And my uncle turned and went after her and t- told the two men in the back uh, to chase after her. Yeah. And so they all chased after her uh, through the bakery and out the back door. And they went out the back door. Now, mind you, this was this. My uncle was a big guy and a former football player, and his son was a good athlete. And the other man was a rodeo cowboy. Yeah, and the athletic people. Athletic people, uh, you you know, not old men by any stretch, you know. And and uh, they're chasing after this old woman. Yeah. Who's out running them? You know, she outran them through the bakery. She she fled out the back door and, and down an alley. A uh, uh, hundred, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred feet down the alley, but she's still outrunning these guys who didn't get close to her. Yeah. Uh, apparently, because she gets to the dead end at the end of the alley, 
and there's a six-foot wall that she promptly and again I'm telling you the story that I heard from about we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> so she gets to the end of the alley and she hops this six-foot wall yeah which keep in mind a very old like wrinkly lady yeah. you know that's yeah. unheard of and, and and obviously outrunning these guys enough here yeah. at this point where she's ahead of them she just hops this wall um, and there's a big tree on the other side of the wall which she just scampers right up <laughs> okay uh, if you can believe this she, she scampers up the tree where she turns around and she, she gets a perch up in the tree where she's taunting them yeah. down below and, and, and these three men are now, now they, they, they picked up rocks and they were throwing them at the old lady in the tree. Yeah. Now, this is, this is quite a scene. Yeah. And again, in the middle of town, in the middle of day. Yeah, imagine that. Um, you know, um, and, and then suddenly uh, they're throwing rocks at her and suddenly she just disappears. Uh-huh. Just disappears. Oh, my God. And, and so now they, they, they closed. They were shocked, you know, and, and they shut down the bakery and went home. And took my grandmother home, and that's about the time when when I got out of my class, and went across the street like I did every day to my grandmother's house. Yeah. And when I walked in the door, um, this is the scene that I walked into was was my uncle uh, sitting there at the kitchen table with his 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 son, my cousin, and and I walked in, and the first thing I know, you know, dawned on me was it. They shouldn't have been there. Yeah, that, that, that they were home at all. That they were home. You know, it was the middle of the of the day here for them, and and the, ba- the you know they should have been at the bakery, and they weren't. And and uh, what I saw, what I observed was was these. Even though I was eight years old, I could tell that they were in shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle was wasn't saying much. He was just had his head down, was shaking his head. Um, you know, like, no, 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 I don't know, I don't know. And that's what he kept repeating. Every time my cousin would say to him, uh, ask him a question, or what, you know, which was basically he kept asking over and over again, what was it? Mm-hmm. You know, and my uncle would say, I don't know, I don't know, you know, and, you know, it, you know and, and what, what was it? What could it have been? And, you know, and, and then talking about throwing rocks at it. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, I, I thought I, I, you know, he, he, he said he was sure he was going to hit it. He said he threw a rock. Uh, and he was an athlete, like I said. Yeah. He, was a, he was a pitcher, okay? Yeah. He was uh-huh. a pitcher, so you can imagine. And, and uh, he said he thought he was going to hit it, and that was at the point when it disappeared. Yeah. And you how know. does that just happen? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, you know, you know, at the time, again, at the time, I'm trying to, you know, take in the whole scene. Just take it in. Yeah, because you, know? you were young. I was young. I had already had a, a, a few experiences that had made me quite aware and observant. Yeah. Mostly observant. Things at that point were, you just you just observe and, and listen and yeah. take in, uh-huh. you know, and, and try to figure out things later, really, yeah. you know. But but then then uh, the the other thing was at that point was was my grandmother. Uh, I started to hear my grandmother crying from her bedroom, and and then periodically she was coming out and and yelling at my uncle down the hall, and, and in Spanish, uh, so that I wouldn't understand. I'm pretty sure, but but uh, 
but basically I was picking out uh, that she had, that he had brought, she was repeating that he had brought this evil mm -hmm. upon him and upon them yeah. uh, by the way he was and the way he treated people. And I, mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what, what previous experiences and things that happened to this man, but yeah. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that they weren't all pleasant and yeah. good. And uh, this was you, just one of the things that may have happened to yeah. him. Do you think she's referring to, like, karma or, like, some kind of... I don't know. Like, what could have brought it on? What could have she made him... She was talking something evil. Yeah. She was talking something evil. And, and I, I again, I don't know. Um, the other word that she started to use was bruja, mm -hmm. um, which, which I knew I didn't know much, you know, but I did understand a, a few things. Mm -hmm. And bruja was witch mm -hmm. to me. And, and I certainly... that pricked up my ears <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. you know um and so so i came away with this with this feeling even back then uh, the feeling was that they had seen a witch yeah that had had come through the place um and i mean uh outran them climbed the tree taunted mm -hmm. them and then disappeared my god yeah. now now you know here i am 64 years old now later and and having read much more and 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 being aware of many more stories and to be honest with you especially coming from this Native American background like I do mm -hmm. um, uh, this fits in easily into their lore yeah. and, and stuff and, and especially in terms of again what you would call uh, uh, you might call them a, a, a bruja or, or they also call them nowadays more of a shaman mm -hmm. or, or a holy person yeah. or whatever they are or, or another word you might hear in, like this might be um, a shapeshifter mm -hmm. um, or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's a witch that changes into animals. Yeah. Um, and certainly this person climbing the tree and yeah. then f disappearing, um, she could have turned into a bird and flown away yeah. or some other animal and, and climbed away. Um, you know, so so that's really the way my gut makes me feel about this whole incident. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I do. I call this story the Bakery Witch, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love that story. And you know, it's like I feel like we know firsthand from working in the restaurant when someone comes into the restaurant and you know something's off. You know, it's just it's frightening at first, but you know, you see them in the way they walk, and you know, like we'd be able to catch them if we had to, you know? So just hearing the story is crazy because, you know, there's witnesses. It's not just like, you know, you heard it from someone you wouldn't believe. You know, you have real life witnesses saying this old wrinkly woman outran three linebackers, it, it, you know? It really, it really doesn't make sense at all. Um, except, you know, in, in, in the, in the context, like my, like my grandmother, uh, experienced it, which was almost like, a like a fairy tale good versus evil type of thing and then someone something some spirit responds to punish someone for doing badly yeah and to almost like a lesson being taught yeah you know and, and so again this just fits in very easily into to the native american lore yeah it does definitely <laughs> i love that uh i'm gonna tell you another story here one of my halloween stories and i call this one um demon under glass and this is something he's obviously going to tell you but this is something dennis witnessed firsthand i trust dennis with my life like there's no way 
Like, if someone else told me this, I might be like, okay, yeah, right. But hearing this from Dennis, I know it happened, and it's just unreal. So I can't wait for him to share this with you guys. Okay. Yeah, so so this is this is truly a Halloween story. Um, uh, this happened on a Halloween night uh, when my kids were, oh, in their mid-teens, uh, and, and we, we love to do our own haunted houses at home and, and, and fix up the house and stuff. And, and that's what we did that night. We had a great haunted house. Um, uh, but at the same time, at, at, uh, at 9 o'clock, when things were slowing down and wrapping up, then we were ready to go get some candy for ourselves. And, uh, and that's what we were going to do. And so um, we closed up our little haunted house and just headed off down the street a bit and around the corner and uh, one, one street down from where I lived. It was in my neighborhood, you know. I mean, literally like six houses, seven houses as the crow flies yeah. from me, you know. And, and which, believe me, I used to think about. Uh, but, but anyway, so, so we were in the neighborhood just trying to get some candy. And uh, we walked up to a house. And, and they had a, a haunted house of their own going on. And so we were about to go check that out. I said, oh, let's go see this haunted house. Uh, when, when the neighbor was standing in his driveway in the house next door to the haunted house. And he stops me and he goes, hey. He goes, you want to see something really cool? And I said, you know, and I looked at his house, you know, what, you know, and I looked at his house and it wasn't decorated and there weren't any pumpkins or anything, mm -hmm. no lights. And, and I looked at him and I said, what? And he goes, you want to see something really cool? Mm. And I said, yeah, I said, what? You know, and he goes, it's in the garage. No, it's in the garage. And he goes, and he goes, it's worth it. And I said, all right. I said, and he goes, it's 50 cents. And I said, 50 cents? I said, you're charging for us to come in and, you know. And I see, he goes, it's worth it, man. And I said, all right, all right. You know, here, here's two bucks. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And so he takes me over to the side of his garage and, and, and he opens up the door. And, and he's got kind of a, a, a roped off area, pathway leading in this garage. And the garage is dark and it looks empty. Yeah. It's dark and empty. Mm -hmm with a rope path going through it. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And, and he says, just keep moving. Just keep moving. And I, okay, and me and my kids, and, and, and uh, I think, I think my, my, my wife, my ex-wife was with me, but I don't know. She may have passed on going through the garage. I don't quite recall. But anyway, through we went. And, and uh, keep moving, he says, keep moving. And I didn't see anything, and... Then I noticed a small light coming from an area. And, and we walked up towards it, and we got there, and there was a, a, a glass window. And I would say that that glass window was about you know, three and a half feet tall or by five feet or six feet long, and um, glass. And it was off the ground, you know, three and a half feet. So it was about a counter height. And, and it, but it was dark and the only light I could see was I got up to the window we all did and we're looking in the only light was coming from a small little TV that was inside and so we looked at it and then we noticed that in front of the TV was a little chair mm -hmm. and sitting in the chair you could see the figure of somebody which at this point 
little man, and when I say a little man, he must have been about 12 inches tall. Mm -hmm. 12 inches tall. And this happened very quickly now. He turns and sees us and notices us looking at him through the window. And he runs over to it and starts pounding on the glass (laughs) and yelling. Like, (laughs) oh my God. That's, yeah, oh my God. And the guy behind me is going, keep moving, keep moving. Uh Uh-uh. And and so we keep moving. And and now I notice they have have a, a, a little plastic toy pitchfork. And the pitchfork... They have a hole drilled in the glass, and the handle of the pitchfork is going inside the box for this little man with yeah. the plastic pitchfork end outside that, to, he, to that he's poking me with as we're <laughs> headed out the door. The other thing that's disturbing about this is the little guy seems to be in on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he knows the cue. Yeah. There's somebody looking in the glass. He runs over, pounds on it, and then uses the pitchfork to push us out oh, the door. Oh, my God. With the other guy yelling, keep moving. Uh-huh. Out the door I go. Oh. Now I'm standing in the darkness, and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell did I just see? <laughs> yeah. You know, what did I just see? And I quickly reached in my pocket and pulled out another 50 cents and told the guy, hey, let me back in there. Uh And he goes, no, no, only once. Uh. And I said, what do you mean only once? And he goes, just once. And I I, I was speechless when another family walked up and he did the same thing to them. Hey, you wanna see something cool? And only this time when the guy looked at him, you know, the family looked at him, I answered them. And I said, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Now, I've asked Dennis, like, a thousand questions about this story just because I, it's hard to wrap your head around. And, you know, I asked him, like, could it have been a, a child? Could it have been, like, a TV, like, a TV screen? And he's like, no, because you described the figure as, like, muscular. Like, I you know? talked to my son this within the last week mm-hmm. as i do every halloween believe me we've been <laughs> we've been te- telling this story since it happened yeah I'm okay sure. every halloween we bring up uh, the little man in the box who i, I might add is now going to be known as the demon under glass <laughs> um but, but but so i talked to my son just this week and my daughter everybody we all know the story I talked to my mom today, like I said, we all know the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 but I said to my son, hey son, getting, getting back to the little man in the box, I said, I want to run this past you real quick, you know, because I'm getting ready to do a, you know, my boss asked me to do this podcast, and so I'm going to tell this story uh-huh. to, to people. Um, and I just want to run this past you, son. I said, real quick, his favorite actor is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and so I said to him, I said, the little man, son, I said, did he look like A, Ryan Reynolds or B Shrek and without hesitation he said to me Shrek I cannot and he said and then he quickly followed that up by saying dad seriously he said uh, what I looked at because of the size you know I would say he looked like an imp or a demon yeah and so we'll call this demon under glass yeah that's just perfect and i've asked dennis like have you tried to look it up have you looked it up on google and he's like i've googled it i've done everything yeah i I tried looking this thing up so many times and i and i I actually i was i thought for sure 
I thought for sure, you know, but, but another thing from my own experiences, um, I, I think I'm more of a, of a, of a rarity mm-hmm. in that I do tell my stories yeah. and I've never hesitated mm-hmm. from telling my stories. And, and, and that's, that's part of the reason why I have so many is yeah. that I, I've collected them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a lot of people aren't willing to share the things that they see yeah. <laughs> for fear yeah. of ridicule for one. And, yeah. I, and I, you know, I certainly, uh, and at the same time though, um, because of my experiences, I am just not afraid at all to tell you exactly what I've seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you figure it like, out. What tell me. Let me know, Google. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I can't, like, I, I probably said this in the, in, in the introduction we talked about, Dennis, but I feel like just one of his stories is more entertainment than I will get in my entire life. I feel like Dennis has lived a thousand lifetimes, and that's why I wanted to have him on here. Oh God, because that is just a scary one. Like I, the way you describe it, I can I can picture being outside someone's house. Like it's just, it's scary. It's a, it's it a was, Halloween it was. story. It's a, I was dumbfounded. What can I say? Yeah. What did I just see? Yeah. What did I see? I mean, I mean, it, it gets even weirder if you think about it. Yeah. If you start thinking about what it could have been, it it gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. You know. That's well, all there is. To I, I'd rather I'd rather go to bed at night thinking it was somebody's uh, incredibly trained animal. Yeah, <laughs> helps you sleep at night. Helps me sleep. Oh God. And so now it's time for some ghosts. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I've got so many, so many ghost stories. I I, I could probably do a whole show uh, with you just about ghosts. And, and I've been to some very, very interesting places. Um, my family and I have had great fun visiting and staying at some really cool places. Um, yeah, but but um, I'm going to share with you tonight some stories about Jerome, Arizona. And I have a very unique uh, perspective on this one. Uh, most of what I'm going to talk about is going to be from the Jerome Grand Hotel. Um, but when I, when I started my experiences there, it was just an empty hospital. And it was in the late 70s when I took a job um, with the caretaker who lived in that old deserted hospital by himself. Now, really quick, Jerome is known for being like a haunted city, right? Is it was that right? a ghost town. Ghost town. It was a ghost town at one point. Um, and, and yes, there's a lot of experiences, but a lot of it comes from the, from I think the, the, the fact that it was a boom town, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, silver. And I mean, it was a crazy wild town. Um, as a matter of fact, my grandmother um, was a bootlegger during Prohibition mm. up there and would make liquor in the basements of some of the hotels oh and distribute it through the dumbwaiters oh to, the, to the customers. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of you know, illegal gambling and all kinds of things. Yeah. It was a crazy town. So Jerome has quite a history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a very beautiful place. There's, and, and it's also it's got that energy in that, in, uh, from Sedona. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of energy yeah. up there. Um, when you start talking about that area there in Arizona, they often talk about energy vortexes. And, and this certainly 
could come into play with that whole Jerome haunted thing yeah. going on. Anyway, let's get back to, to me coming into town in, in 1979. And, and I got a, I met this guy. He, he was very interesting. His name was Hoff Power. And, and Hoff um, was separated from his wife. They were divorced, I believe. Um, but they seemed to be still being very much in love. And something kept him, there was a tragedy that went on there. And, and I could see that. And, and I had taken a job working for her in her yard. I did yard work for her. And he was always there watching over. He was the one that made sure I did it right and mm -hmm. took care of things. And one day he asked me, um, he was getting old, and he said, you know, I need some help. He says, and, and if you be my eyes and my hands, uh, I'll teach you how to do some things. And so he did. And, mm -hmm. you know, he was quite a, quite a guy and, and quite a uh, um, handyman. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you may not be familiar with the Grand Canyon, uh, but Phantom Ranch is a ranch at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Mm. And, and way back when, uh, you know, 80, 90 years ago when they built it, when they, Hoff was the guy that built it. Really? And, and what I mean by that was, was it was a hotel uh, ranch they, they built down there. And so every stove, every oven, all the appliances had to be packed down by mule. Mm -hmm. And they had to be dismantled first, packed down by mule, and then rebuilt. Wow. And that was this guy. So he was a very yeah. knowledgeable man, quite a guy. And, and so that's how I met Hoff. He offered me the job. And it turns out that he was the caretaker of the old hospital mm -hmm. uh, that eventually became the Jerome Grand Hotel. And, and so the, 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 uh, the copper company, Phelps Dodge, who owned the, the place, the hospital, hired him uh, to live there and be the caretaker and to, to keep you know, kids out, keep damage, vandals, that sort of thing down. Um, there was work to be done. Um, they had they had uh, uh, tried to renovate it into apartments, and they quick threw a bunch of gas lines in that were made out of plastic that weren't code, and so that's why I was hired was to convert all that to steel and do that kind right. of work, and so he was teaching me that, and and we we we, st we he lived there at the hospital, and that's where we worked, and so every day I went through that building with him. He used to he used to take me on what he called the nickel tour. And he showed me all the nooks and crannies and where all the suicides had taken place in there. Wow. Which was very creepy because he showed me where someone had hung themselves and yeah. committed suicide. And unfortunately, uh, later on, Hoff also took his own life. Wow. And that's where he did it, was in the same spot. Wow. So, so, uh, and so I eventually went up there again to pray for his spirit. But... Getting back to Hoff now, he, he, he was very much in love with his wife. And from the hospital, which is at the highest point in Jerome, he could see her house down below. Hmm. And so it was almost like he could keep tabs on her. Yeah. And this is important in terms of, of why Hoff haunts the hospital. He was very comfortable there because he could still keep tabs on his wife yeah. from up there. He could see her house. Mm -hmm. He could see the lights. There was, I saw them together. There was great love. There was a tragedy yeah. that I think is responsible for him haunting yeah. the earth today. Yeah. And, and 
he he told me that it was it was her family somehow that kept them apart. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was a tragedy. So uh, I I had I worked for him. Eventually, I I moved on. I went back into medicine, um, and and moved to Flagstaff. And uh, I did have some interesting experiences there with him when it was deserted. Um, I went into the the emergency room in the pharmacy, and and I've had this feeling uh, when I go into a place that I that I think is haunted, or I get a feeling, I get like the like the hair on the back of my neck mm-hmm. stands up. I get that tingling sensation, yeah. and that always makes me want to be aware of my surroundings and what's going on. First of all, I pay attention, and I certainly had that feeling, and and I've often had these what I call residual hauntings, where you just hear sounds that don't belong. Like you're in an empty room, but you hear like tableware, yeah. like someone's still eating. And, 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 in, and in the old hospital, I often heard uh, the emergency room uh, sounded like it was active. Mm-hmm. Like it was just full of, you know, there was noise. Songs, it was just, like, noises that didn't belong. It was just, there was an empty building, yeah. you know. I could just sense that it was busy. And and next to it was a pharmacy, and the pharmacy had old, all the old medicine bottles with cork stoppers and hand-blown glass all on the shelves still. A lot of the stuff was still in place. And you could almost hear them tinkling together really? like somebody was mixing, you know, just little sounds. Anyway, those were the experiences. And I asked him one time, I said, Hoff, I said, uh, aren't you afraid to stay here and sleep here at night all by yourself? And he said, no. And, and I said, well, you're not scared? And he said, scared of what? And he said, well, God's ghosts? Mm-hmm. And he just said to me, well, they don't bother me. You know, and I, well, whatever that means, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, mean, I don't know. But he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, bothered by them or scared. And yeah. he wasn't the kind of guy that he would be. Yeah. Really. I mean, he was, he was a no-nonsense guy. Hoff. And anyway, so I moved on to Flagstaff. And, and that's where a friend of mine later informed me that, that uh, he had committed suicide. That he had hung himself in the old hospital. You know, and as soon as they told me, I knew where he had done it. I knew, though, you know, and yeah. it really upset me, you know. And uh, and then and then it was uh, years a few ten years later at least um, when when some of these shows like sightings and, and and were coming on TV the paranormal shows were coming on yeah. and and that's where I saw an episode from Jerome mm-hmm. and and so I tuned in and sure enough they were going to the Jerome Grand and now of course the Jerome Grand has become a very popular destination for these yeah. psychics and so on because it is an active place yeah. and uh, so sure enough I watched this show and they had a man go in there and he didn't tell everything but from what he was saying I knew he was talking about Hoff that he was picking up on he kept talking about there being someone in this town below like he was it was a psychic talking to a spirit on the show the the psychic was picking up the impressions of the hauntings and he said there's a presence here Uh I'm getting he says I'm getting coughing Hoff coughed a lot. He smoked a lot, drank a lot. He coughed a mm-hmm. lot. And he, he just said some things. And when he mentioned someone that he cared about that lived in the town below, I knew who he was talking about. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 but it all, it all made sense yeah. to me. 
And, 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 and sure enough, even in the show, they make the connection. They brought in the sheriff mm -hmm. uh, who discovered Hoff's body when he committed suicide. Wow. And, and he said, and I didn't know this at the time until I saw the show, but, but they said, well, you know, did he have experiences here? And the sheriff said, well, you know, um, he never did until the last two weeks before he died. And just before he died, he told people that he had started to see the figure of a woman moving mm -hmm. through the building. And then, of course, it wasn't but two weeks later that he hung himself. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I don't know, but uh, was, that was, that's what the sheriff, was ex, who was a friend of his. Do you think it was his ex-wife? No. No, it wasn't? No, I don't believe a, so. He, I don't believe he would have been afraid of her. But he was just taken. afraid of whatever whatever figure it was he was afraid I of. Saw, I saw another program where another psychic had another impression. And it was actually, it was a show that was done next door to that building. At what they called, well, at the, at the surgeon's house where the doctors lived that worked at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the caretaker from the surgeon's house also committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And when he committed suicide, they brought in a psychic mm -hmm. and they took an impression and, and then, you know, and, and basically what they said was, there, there's, uh, there's not in your face kind of evil here, yeah. but there's, there's kind of a, a, a slow, negative negativity here yeah. so that if you live here that's gonna that's yeah, somehow impact. gonna impact you yeah. or you know and 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 the fact that both caretakers of both buildings killed themselves mm -hmm. would lead you to believe that oh, yeah. it does have some negative feeling Absolutely, there. Yeah. um so so i don't know but but when i did hear the stories now mm -hmm. this is where it gets interesting <laughs> If it isn't interesting already. Because <laughs> um, I, I just, it, it's an interesting story about Hoff. He was quite a guy. And, yeah. and, and again, you get to see the dynamics of what's going on with why he's there. Yeah. Um, he did live, love that building. And the building is beautiful. If you've never been there, it is one of the most beautiful views in all of Arizona. Yeah. You look off of there across into the red rocks of Sedona. And when they're covered with snow, and the blue sky comes out behind him. The, the snow on those red rocks and the blue sky is just the most beautiful sight. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can see the peaks in, in Flagstaff with the snow blowing off of them. It is just beautiful. And so it is a very beautiful place yeah. to be. Mm -hmm. And the energy there is something else. Um, it, it's almost refreshing when you work there because it is just so gorgeous. Yeah. Every, you know, all you do is stop, and it's like taking a break. Yeah. Just breathing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so so uh, I saw these shows. I was definitely, when I knew he was haunting it, and then they turned it into a hotel. Mm -hmm. And then I started hearing the stories about the hauntings. Uh, it became this popular place. They started doing ghost tours. Um, and consequently, around that time, I started dating a woman who was a medium, mm. who talked and communicated with spirits. Oh my god! And and I, you know, I, I could, go, I'm not going to go into all that. Yeah. Uh, uh, to tell you, you know, it was it was uh, crazy, um, being around someone like that yeah. for sure. 
Okay, but but she was the person that I decided I needed to take to Jerome with me if I was going to communicate with Hoff oh, yeah. and pray for him and tell him to move on. I, I wanted to tell him, don't, she's not there anymore. Yeah. She's waiting for you. Yeah. Go mm -hmm. to her. No one's going to interfere with you now. Yeah. So that's what your we intention, that's what my intention was. And so off we went for our weekend in Jerome. Mm -hmm. And this was, let's see, probably 12, maybe 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. 12 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now. Okay. And, and now where we're going now in this story 12 take take us now to 12 years ago and i'm going up there for the weekend with this medium okay and we're going to pray for hoff and experience jerome yeah. again because i'm i've got the medium let's go see what jerome has to offer oh here. yeah that's kind of the feeling here i'm i'm pretty bold at this point as you might tell and i thought I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. And, 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 and so we go to Jerome, and, and we get our room, and we head up there. And, and um, the, the first thing, the first thing that, that, that happens is we, we get in the room, and it, it's beautiful. And she's, she's getting, you know, I'm impressions. She, like, walks in, and, we, you know, you just kind of feel and see what's there, get impressions. And, and, and nothing was really happening. She's just looking around the room. But she said to me, would you, would you go over and close the, the, the curtains all the way? Because the, the curtains to the window were closed, but there was a you know, two-inch or three-inch gap where they weren't closed. Yeah. And as I walked towards the curtain, it dawned on me in my own mind why she wanted them closed but I was afraid to say it so I had to say to her why do you want the curtains closed and she said to me well because I hate it when they look in the windows at me mm. oh my god and I thought to myself oh hell no yeah no you know please no you know you know we haven't even started the weekend and if I see a face peering through the window at me I'm gonna lose it yeah seriously oh. I, you know I'm not quite prepared no for this yeah okay now would you like does she see faces like that because yeah. she's a medium like would you have even seen the faces you know what I mean yeah she sees them but but you wouldn't be able to or no I, I don't mm -hmm. uh, let me see I have seen some some shapes mm -hmm. I've seen some shadows mm -hmm. I've never seen a, a person yeah she gets people she would she for instance would get people who are trying people spirits will come to her because they can yeah and they want her to communicate something to somebody yeah so it's almost like she's constantly being pestered right i personally cannot even imagine no way okay no way this is not i don't believe a healthy thing yeah i really don't yeah okay Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. The see, so so uh, 
So, so she's asking me to close the window, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, God, please no, please <laughs> yeah. no. And fortunately, I didn't, you know. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it was comical because I can't quite get them to close. They just won't stay closed. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, no matter what, I'm ready to break these things trying to get them to close. But, oh. and, and I did something eventually, but anyway, I'm, I'm already getting unhinged, i yeah. got to tell you. Um, and it didn't take long for me to get unhinged. But, but so... Because you just, no matter what, you're just not quite prepared, you know. Yeah. And and it's one thing to hear tinkling sounds in a restaurant or yeah. in a pharmacy with an old hospital. It's another thing to hear things directed at you. Yeah. Okay. And and so, as I recall, um, now uh, to to be honest with you, um, we we went to bed. I believe we we went to bed. And um, we were we were just having conversation, and um, that's when I think she 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 said, you know, uh, do you, there's something outside. There's something outside the door. And I you just stop and listen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay, what is she hearing? Yeah. You know, or what is she picking up? And she goes, there's I. There's someone outside the door, and I can't remember, to be honest with you, because things are going to happen rapidly here. Um, I can't remember if there were footsteps that I heard or not. Um, but but either way, um, she she said there's something, there's someone out there. Mm-hmm. And now, did she was she referring to like a spirit, or was she did she actually think there was someone outside well, the door? At that point, no. She 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 was referring to a spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I I do believe. Yeah, it happened very quickly, and so, and so I was trying to listen, and and then she said to me, she goes, "Did you hear that?" Mm-hmm. And immediately the voice came right back at us. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. And it was a mocking voice, just like she said it. So she said, "Did you hear that?" And it said, "Did you hear that?" Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, "Oh my God!" And it said, "Oh my God!" Mm-hmm. And then she goes, "Oh God!" And then went, "Oh God!" <laughs> It just mocked us, oh my repeating, God. yes. Yeah. I heard it clearly. So first she said, there's something outside the door. Mm-hmm. Then it started mocking us. Then she said to me, open the door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is this is like close the curtains to me. Yeah. And if you guys can't see my face right now, but my eyes are wide and I'm like, Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> you know, so so and it took a little bit. I paused just like you did, mm-hmm. uh, but I did. I opened the door and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now later, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, well, anyway, I later, because um, I had a camera. We had equipment. They had a ghost tour mm-hmm. there that we that we got their equipment. We went on, and uh, to be honest with you, I didn't pick up hardly anything on their ghost tour with their equipment. Neither yeah. of, neither of us did. But there again, you're with a group of people and you're in there going around. And I don't think that's the best situation for that sort of thing. I think scaring the hell out of me in bed, mocking <laughs> me was a good way for them to get to me. Yeah. You know, oh, the other thing was, as we were laying there, we went to sleep. We were laying there after this experience. And, and then the, the, the light on the table next to us had one of these chains that you mm-hmm. pull to turn on. Mm-hmm. Without touching it, it just started to dull glow on its own 
like a light green. Green? Mm-hmm. That is so weird. Yeah. yeah. Not even just like on and off. Not a, like... It was clearly an on and off switch. Yeah. But it didn't. It just glowed on its own. And green? And green. Then it went out. Was the bulb green or was the no. bulb regular? No, it was a regular bulb. Because you could turn the light on and off. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. normal. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. So uh, at this point already now, I'm unhinged. Yeah. And to be honest with you, um, I was somewhat in a relationship with this woman, mm-hmm. and which was part of the reason we went up there to have a good time at this hotel. Yeah. My good time is over. Yeah. Already. And all I wanted to do right now was curl up and try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I was already unhinged. Yeah. Try to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I did. Some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but for whatever, because it was so nice, I suppose. But Yeah. And I, and I did, but, but it was, uh, you know, and I also felt somewhat uh, better because she was next to me. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you that, too. The, the, um, anyway, but I was unhinged. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, we, we moved to another room, a real nice atrium room they had there. And we went on the tour, and it was uneventful. Uh, but then uh, when we were done, we went back uh, into our room. And uh, we walked in, and she took all the electronic equipment they gave us for the ghost hunting tour, um, and she put it on a table next to the door. And she laid down on the bed. And she was laying there. And I was on the other side of the room. And she says to me, a man just walked in the atrium door and is headed to the front door. And as she said that, that's where the table was. It had the electronic equipment they gave me. Suddenly it went off. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my so God. she she called it. She predicted it. She yeah. said that man a man just walked through the door and is headed towards the door. And then and then it went off. Oh Boom. my God! Yeah, yeah, in that room, and and so that was very cool. Yeah. That was very cool because it substantiated yeah. her ability. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. For me, I mean, not not that she had to at this point. To yeah. be honest with you, because I have but experienced things, but. Um, so then that night we, we went to sleep and the next morning when I woke up, uh, I couldn't get up out of bed and I looked and my sheets were all tucked in around me, you know, uh-huh. they were, t- I was tucked in tight. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And I had to pull the sheets out just to get out of the bed. That is weird. And when I got out. I walked around the other side, and hers was done the same way. Oh, my So all the sheets, and from my own medical experience, I could tell that the tuck that was in there was like a nurse would do. Mm. Because you, you, a nurse would tuck corners to where they bounce a quarter off of a mattress. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, like how that you, that's how you do it. Yeah. See? So I recognize that as being a nursing thing. Yeah. Okay. So again, my impression, one more thing, on our tours, I took a lot of photos. Yeah. I've taken lots of photos, uh, spirit orbs, I, is what I usually would look for, okay? Things like that. Outside of the room where we stayed the first night, where we had the mocking voices, mm-hmm. and where she told me to open the door, outside of that door was a mirror on the wall, and I took a picture 
that looks like a face of a, a, a of a person, and they're wearing an old-fashioned nursing cap. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. and and the tucking of the sheets. So so my impression is again that what we experienced was like nurses yeah. going around and, and checking checking on patients. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, now, now an, an, another experience there associated with with the hospital was um, we 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 left the hospital to to journey into Jerome mm-hmm. to experience more of Jerome, and as we were leaving the hospital, driving down, there's a very narrow road that leads down to to Jerome, and. Uh, it leads right up to this surgeon's house, which is the other building I mentioned where the, where the caretaker committed suicide mm-hmm. and, and where the surgeons used to, to live. And when we were driving down there, uh, on, on, it's a very narrow road. And on one side of the road, it is just sheer cliff, uh, rock. It's just rock wall. It's a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, it's just rock. And the other side is a sheer drop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's nowhere. It's just this narrow road yeah. and nowhere to go on either side. As we were leaving the hotel to drive into Jerome, we were driving slowly and again taking impressions. And I noticed a man walking up the dirt road. And it was at night, so I was trying to be careful because yeah. it was a narrow road. And he was wearing, I know, dark clothing, mm-hmm. which made it even harder to, to visualize him. And he was wearing dark, and I could see... It almost looked like an old suit, an old-fashioned suit. Like huh. you might see, like, um, like Jesse James wearing, yeah. or you know, you know. Yeah. I mean, old material, old style, yeah. black and white clothing, and a, but a suit. And he was walking up the road. It looked like kind of gray hair too, but it was very grayish. And he was walking up the road, and we were talking. She and I were talking. But I didn't take. I saw him, and I didn't take my eyes off him because I had to know where he. I had to know where he was. Yeah. So I didn't hit him, and he was. He was, he came up, and on this on her side, and I just mentioned. I said, you know, just just lock your door. Yeah. I just told just just lock your door. I don't know who this is. Yeah. And as I said that, and she turned to to lock the door. And all of a sudden, his face was right in the window. No. Right in the window. Oh, my God. No. Okay. And, and it happened so quick. And we both, our heads turned with him to follow him down the side of the car. Because mm-hmm. we're moving. Yeah. Okay. We turned to follow him, and he was gone. No. Gone. Oh, my God. Okay. And I, t- I told her, where did he go? There's nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we were talking. I thought he was a man walking. Yeah. And that's when I realized, you know, that was a ghost. Yeah. That was a ghost. That wasn't a man. You know, that, that was wasn't. You know, he, you know, it was it was grayish and black and white. Yeah. And he was there and gone. Then he was gone. You know, and, and again, like even if it, you were like, oh, maybe it was a person. Like to get that close to someone's car, that's not that's not a person. Well, you there know? was just nowhere to, for him to go. Yeah, and he just disappeared. Yeah. And, 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 and when I thought about it, you know, I trust, I've learned to trust my gut, my intuition. And I got that, my impression there was a, 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 like a residual haunting that this was a doctor that was repeating what he did in his lifetime, which mm-hmm. was going up to the hospital probably to make his rounds. Yeah. 
and repeating that. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I saw. Wow. So that was that was quite a, a an experience there too. Very so so this this was that trip with her was really really something and yeah. and then we 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 I took her to because I I spent some time I lived in this area and worked there in Jerome and so I took her then to some older parts of Jerome and to some uh, older buildings that weren't even occupied mm -hmm. and and uh we had impressions there we we went into areas where she picked up on on uh on uh spirits and and I got lots of photos I took photos where where uh, I would get nothing and she would say I'm not picking up anything and I'd get nothing yeah that's what I was doing was I was following her she'd say try here I'd try try here mm -hmm. and I, I would get nothing and then she'd say wait a minute now I'm getting something and I would take another one and I would get all kinds of stuff uh -huh. orbs and and at that point she said uh we it was starting to get exciting. I was starting to get lots of stuff, and she said to me, "Okay, we need to go." And I said, "Okay." And she goes, "We need to go now." And I said, "Okay." I said, and so we got we got in the car, you know, and I'm you know and I'm looking around. I'm yeah. I mean I'm 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 having fun with this one. To yeah. be honest with you, at this point, I was having kind of some fun. And and she said, you know, let's go. She again repeating, "Let's go, let's go." And and I was driving and I was driving kind of slow, and and then there was a bang on the back of my car, like someone just smacked the back oh of my, my car, God. like bam. And she said to me, "I told you, let's go." Mm. And I have no idea, you know. No dent, no nothing. No, no I didn't. I didn't really. I, I, no, I didn't notice anything like that. Yeah. But I clearly but heard it, it a was thump, loud, yeah. loud thump on the car, oh like someone God. pounding on the on the car. That's terrifying. Yeah. Was she like, when she said, "I told you we need to go," was she like scared, or was she kind of like she laughing? Told, like, no, I told she you. wasn't. In fact, at that she said to me, uh, "When I say we need to go, we need to go." Yeah. That's what she said. I, yeah. And I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't even want to know what the hell that means. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, like I like I said. Uh, I don't think I don't think I know I wouldn't want to live my life uh, that way. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. No. If somebody looked in the window at me, I'd lose it. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, I think I think so. So Jerome is an interesting place, uh, for sure. Um, and and um, maybe I'll try to get um, you to find the episode and send it to me so I can maybe like put a link on there if anyone wants to see oh, those episodes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. That'd well, be cool. that would be, that would be, uh, uh, almost, almost anybody, whether it's, uh, ghost adventures, um, sightings, uh, ghost hunt, whoever, uh, most of them have, have been, been to Jerome. have been. Yeah. And, and you can get the information mm -hmm. on it. I think, as a matter of fact, I, I, I'll look at it. I think I have a Ghost Adventures mm -hmm. um, that, that has it. Yeah, that'd be cool. We could, mm -hmm. like, you know, tell people where they can look, mm -hmm. see what you heard, you know. And, you know, and, and certainly, like, when I was there with her on that trip, uh, I talked to the owners and the management there of mm -hmm. my experiences. I knew they'd want to know. Yeah. And, and I knew they'd want to know my history. Uh, with the building also yeah, because I had known Hoff and had worked there when it was deserted and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, again, it's a special place. Mm -hmm. um, and for, but for the most part, 
um, I really got the impression that most of the of the stuff there is just nurses and doctors just doing what they normally did. Yeah, and, you know. because so it was used hope, to be a hospital. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, my story of Jerome. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you think you would have experienced any of that if she wasn't with you, the medium? Um, uh, that's I I don't think so. Really, I really don't. Except I would have had my own yeah. experiences. My intention was to go up there and pray for Hoff, and I'm yeah. going to do that regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would have found my own way to connect with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's crazy. Are we? Are we Is this ready? the round off? Let's do Dennis it. Dennis is saving this special story for last. Well, well, this this special story uh, is a special story, and uh, so we've done the uh, we did the bakery witch. We got our Halloween witch in. We got the demon under glass. We got the ghost, and now this one I don't even know what to tell you, but um, um, I call this one my Amityville horror. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and this one. Uh, took place in the, uh, oh, I would say in the late seven, uh, 77, 78 um, in Denver, Colorado. Actually, it was uh, Arvada, Colorado. And I was living in a, in a, in a condo. Um, I was actually doing uh, really well for, the, for, for like the first time in my life. Where, where I was really, really seeing some success. I had gotten into to medicine, and, and that was really working out for me. It seemed like I had found my, my niche, you know. And, and to be honest with you, there's, there's a reason for that, and, and a lot of it is, is this story, to be honest with you, it actually, this story propels me further into my medical career and, and helps me accomplish a lot of things. Because I, I, I re- re-examined myself and my goals yeah. and what I wanted to do in life based on this story. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was life-changing. It was life-altering, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, so my Amityville whore starts out. I'm in Denver, and I think I was around 20 years old. And um, like I said, things were happening for me. I was... Uh, working at the hospital, and, and I was probably already chief orderly at that point, and 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 doing well and on on a good path, and I uh, had this condo, beautiful condo on a golf course, and um, I, I was by myself and just uh, enjoying enjoying things, and but I had a friend of mine uh, who had was from here in Phoenix, and he had started dating a woman. And turned out, you know, she 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 was a, came from a very wealthy family from back east, and when he found that out, I think that was all he saw, mm-hmm. and that's all he could see was was marrying into this wealthy Money. family, yeah, and and she had brought out her family to meet him, and they didn't care for him at all, mm-hmm. and so the next thing I knew, uh, he called me to tell me that that. Um, they told her that if he if she married him, they were gonna uh, disown her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't gonna get a dime. So that was you know, yeah. um, and so you know she was she was obviously she was in this dilemma you know with this guy and probably didn't want to hurt his feelings you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, she she was trying to shake him and and 
she uh, she became a I think it was a, a Seventh Day Adventist or uh, something one of the some religion that was very oh, she, strict. She changed to like a strict religion. Yes. Oh, okay. Very strict religion that that pretty much out outlawed everything that he did. Really. Yeah. Oh. You know. Yeah. No like sex. The loophole. Yeah. Oh. Yes. 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 And you know. And so. And and she was. Uh, um, but he didn't. He didn't. Didn't phase him. He yeah. only saw. He only saw the dollars. Yeah. He only saw the money. You know. And he. And he was willing to to put up with whatever mm-hmm. to get the money. See, oh, I mean, it was. It was. It's a mess. Yeah, that okay. is mess. it's a mess. It's an ugly mess. This yeah. is like this is like my uncle in the bakery. This yeah. is evil brings evil. I'm yeah. sorry, and and so uh, she was going. They were going to Bible study every night. Uh huh. Okay. Every night. Every night. Oh my god. Okay, reading the Bible, and and uh, he, so and that wasn't working. Yeah. You know, and so so they did this for about six months. Six months, at which point she figured, all right, this isn't working. So, I, 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 you know, I'm just going to flat out get rid of this guy. I got to yeah. tell him this is, this is it. And that's what, she, and, you know, and so she did. She ended it. So one day, I, you know, I called him, and he was down in the dumps, down in the dumps. And I said, you know what, John? I said, you need to get out of there. He was still living at home with his parents. You know, this is right out of high school. And, and I said, you know, well, not right out of high school, but yeah. not long after. And, and I said, you need to get, get on with your life. Yeah. And I said, come on up here to Denver. I said, there's jobs up here. There's good money. There's lots of people. There's lots of fun. There's lots of things to do. Yeah. You can stay with me until you get on your feet. Get a fresh start. Yeah. Okay. Trying to help him out. And so he did. He came up. And, and, uh, but this was not the same guy. I realized too late this is not the same guy I knew in high school. He mm-hmm. had changed. Yeah. And not for the good. And, um, but he was just a user. He was just using people to get things, everything mm-hmm. he needed. And, um, so, so he was up there and, and, uh, wasn't finding work, you know, nothing was working out for him. And, and I, I came home one night, and, and he said to me, well, he said, I just started reading, uh, he says, this book, Amityville Whore. He says, and uh, he says, you know, he says, you know, I just, I just been reading the Bible for six months. Mm-hmm. He says, I still read the Bible. Yeah. He says, you know, he says, but, you know, he says, I've been reading the Bible, you know, I read the Bible. He says, now I'm reading Amityville Whore, oh which, which to me was a red flag right mm-hmm. from the get-go. I'm like, let me get this straight. You're reading the Bible and Amityville Horror. <laughs> At the same time? At the time. same time. That's interesting stuff there, John. Yeah. And, and, but he's playing, he, he's telling me things like, like, you know, he goes, he goes, I read the Bible. I read it. I read it. And it tells you in the Bible that the devil's real. It says right here in the, in the Bible, the devil is real. Yeah. The devil's real. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says, and these people are staying in this house. And there's all this stuff going on. They're seeing pigs' faces and glowing red eyes and flies and blood streaming out of the walls. He goes, these are all signs of the devil. Mm-hmm. He says, he goes, that's, he goes, how, why did they stay? He goes, if they saw this and they, you know, they should have, they knew, they knew it was the devil. Why didn't they leave? Yeah. He goes, you know, these people should have left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, yeah, no. 
you know, I don't, I don't know, John. I'm still trying to figure out why you're reading the Bible and Amityville Horror together. I said, but, I said, you know, and he goes, I'm just saying, you know, he says, I would I would have left. Yeah. And he goes, you know, um, he goes, I would have got up. And, and, and I said, well, John, I, I said, you know, having had gone to Catholic school for eight years, been through some of this talk before, I told him, I said, well, John, I said, I said, it's about faith, John. I said, it's, it's, it, where, are you, where are you gonna run to that yeah. the devil can't get you? Yeah. Where, where can you run that your devil can't, you know? Yeah. Where are they gonna go? I said, but uh, you know, you, you put your faith in, in God to protect you, you know, and then that's what faith is, and then, you know. Yeah. That's how the Bible works. Yeah. It's really about faith, John. And, and, and he says, well, I don't care. He says, I'm telling you, he says that if the devil were to show up, he says, I would get the hell out. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And he goes like, he goes, if, he goes if, the, if the devil appeared right now, because I asked him to, right now, and showed himself, he says, if that front door would open up right now, because I said the devil was coming, he goes, I would get the hell out. Uh-huh. No sooner does he say this to me, mm-hmm. And we lived on, on the second floor, and there was a wooden staircase that came right up to just our condo with a, with a balcony. As soon as he said that, I hear outside on the staircase, the steps start. And it was... And I look over at John, and John is headed over. He's in the window, and he's staring out. And he can see from the window the front door, and that's where he's looking. And the thing comes halfway up, and it, there's a landing, and you can hear the footsteps. And then it comes up the last six steps. right up to the front door and I see the doorknob turn. No. And the door swings wide open. Oh my God. And he was just staring at nothing. There's no one there. Yeah. There's no one there. I heard the steps. I saw the doorknob turn. Uh-huh. I saw the door. He called it. Yeah. He asked for it. He asked for it. I was standing there, and I grabbed the door, and I shut it. And I turned around, and I looked at him, you know, because now, now what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. Now what am I going to do? Yeah, you're living Thanks a lot. You. Yeah. You moron. Yeah. And, I, and so I said, now, I don't know what you believe, John. I don't know what you believe. But I'll tell you what I believe. I believe I'm going to bed. Yeah. You know, basically what I was telling him was, you're on your own. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. I went to bed. And I went to bed. And I was already praying. I crawled in bed. And I could feel whatever evil that was just follow me right to my room. Oh, my God. It was like it didn't care about him at all. No. It was like I own him. Yeah. I want you. Oh, my God. It followed me into my room, and I got into bed. And 
I hadn't thought about religion since I had gotten out of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That all changed. <laughs> that all changed, and I made a I made a pledge right I God, you protect me right now, uh-huh. and I will never ever forget you again. Oh my God. And I can only tell you, it felt. I had the sheets over my head praying. Oh my God. It felt like the archangel Michael came and fought whatever in that room. Yeah. And part of the reason I tell this story is for people to be careful. Yeah. Careful what you do, what you say. When it happens. Put your faith where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that story is insane. It's like that is something that you would never believe unless you were there, you know? He, he this guy, if I, he's no longer a friend, mm-hmm. but occasionally, because we went to high school, he would be at a reunion or something. And if you asked him, he would just shake his head and tell you, I can't tell you. Like what happened? Yeah. Oh my god. That is so nuts. Yep, yep, yep. yep. But like I said, it 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 literally um, propelled me on to to my medical career. Yeah. And I was able to not think about myself in a selfish way, mm-hmm. and was able to put my patients and people and what I was doing ahead of everything. Yeah. And in hopes that. Whatever chased me down my bedroom <laughs> wouldn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is nuts. It changed. That's so, cha- life changing. Life changing story. So thank you, Kateri, for letting me. Tell no, the story. thank you for coming and telling your stories. Like it's. I feel like it's important. Like you said, so many people experience things like this and they never speak about them. And it's just, I've always loved how you always tell your stories to us it's like it's our favorite thing about about you you're the best storyteller so thank you for coming on my pleasure what a scary (laughs) spooky episode (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) these these stories are really scary (laughs) as like like they're scary when you hear them from him but can you imagine being him and being the person experiencing all this stuff? No, I can't. I feel like I would just be scared of everything. Like, I don't know how he just, like, goes on normally, you know? I know. I would know. be so nervous all the time that, I'm like, something's going to pop up. No, I know. And another thing about Dennis that I told him, like, we'll have to have our own, like, maybe next year or something. We could do an Aliens episode. But Dennis has had several alien encounters and, like, he sees UFOs, and he single-handedly helped me believe in aliens. Like, I did not believe in aliens, but after hearing all of Dennis's stories, I trust, like I said in the beginning, I trust <laughs> Dennis with my life, and mm-hmm. they're literally first-hand encounters, so how could I not believe in aliens after that, you know? Yeah. So, it's just, I just can't believe that people, and I, and I feel like it is, like, certain people see and hear all of these things from, like, all these different, I don't know what the word is, like, you know, like ghosts or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I wasn't one of those people that was handpicked, I guess, but <laughs> I think I'd be scared if I was. I don't think I'd want to be. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no. It's crazy. Like, I, I can't even, like, imagine being a medium. Like, <laughs> I know. That is insane. I can't imagine. I could not. 
no and people just talking to you to try to like get to somebody else like i don't know i would be spooked i would be scared for sure what was your favorite what was your favorite story that dennis told so the last one was definitely the scariest it is like I just cannot imagine that happening, like the footsteps and the door. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot imagine that. But my favorite one, like my heart is with the demon in the box, like the yeah. demon under glass. That's my favorite scary story. Dennis tells me that story all the time and it just never gets old. <laughs> and I just always wonder what it was. Like, what is that thing, you know? Yeah, no, I liked that one a lot too. That was a good one. Because you, you just like left like, what the heck, like, like, what the heck? Like, what was that, you know? Yeah, and here Dennis is, however many years later, still wondering what yeah. it was. And his kids, too. They all just have no idea what it was, and they never will, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. I really liked hearing about all the different Jerome stories, because I had never even heard of Jerome before. But now that, like, hearing about that place, it sounds kind of creepy. It was really yeah. interesting to hear, like, about that place and that things like that go on, and that he was experiencing things firsthand there yeah and i know like you mentioned to me the sheets being tucked in like yeah that is so scary that's so creepy like the fact he was tucked in like that and then she was too like yeah okay and the glowing green light can we just talk about that for a second (laughs) i can't i know i hope you guys enjoyed hearing from dennis as much as we did because I, I don't think he disappointed. He did not. I just, no. I love Dennis. Dennis came through. <laughs> he really did. Um, a little, like, something that just describes Dennis really quick is, so a few years ago, my, almost my entire mom's side of the family came to Arizona for Easter. I think Kara's family was the only one that didn't come. Mm-hmm. But everyone came for Easter and like they ate at the restaurant, obviously one night. And, you know, Dennis came out and talked to everybody. And he's just a guy that you instantly love. And so we invited Dennis over for Easter, and he didn't come. But I remember just at one point in the night, everybody was chanting his name. He wasn't even there, but we were at our house, and they were like, Dennis, Dennis. And that, so I just took a video and sent it to him. So sometimes we just we laugh about that. I'll have to post that on the Instagram story or something. What a legend. Just, I know. Like, that just tells you yeah. everything you need to know about Dennis. Like, you, you meet him, and you love him. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. I can't yeah. wait to, like, see him next time I come to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be there. Um, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Dennis, for coming on the podcast. This was, yeah. it was fun hearing your stories. Yes, thank you. And if you guys liked, liked Dennis's stories, let us know if you want to hear anything else. He has so many stories about even just, like, working in the baseball clubhouse. Like I said, alien stories. He has so many more Mm -hmm. stories that he honestly loves to tell. So if you liked hearing from him, let us know, and I'm sure he'd be happy to come back on the podcast. Yeah, and if any of you listening have scary stories, definitely, like, send us a DM or something and let us know because it is the season. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It is the season of spooky, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But... With that being said, I guess let's just get into our sweet thing of the week. My sweet thing of the week this week is the Lay's Stacks Extra Flamin' Hot Chips. Mm. I've been eating these you know, 
a good amount lately and they're just so good this like time of year just is the flame and hot time of year for me you know it's always <laughs> i mean you know flame and hot's always good but like specifically this time of year <laughs> something about your body being cold <laughs> but your taste buds being hot <laughs> yeah it is different you know <laughs> i felt that <laughs> Oh, it just explains it. Yeah. What's your sweet thing? (laughs) My sweet thing is candy corn, but more specifically, the pumpkin candy corn. I Mm. have always loved those, the pumpkins better. I don't know why. I mean, you know, they taste the same, but for some reason, eating the pumpkins is just, it's just satisfying to me. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I feel like they don't get any hype at all, you know? Yeah, I feel like they really don't, but I love those pumpkins and candy corn as well. I guess both of them could be my sweet thing, but it's just so good. And, you know, you have to have candy corn this time of year. And I feel yeah. like candy corn's kind of controversial, and it has no business being controversial. No, it has no business at all. It's so good. Yeah. So we stand candy corn here at the Sweet Things podcast, and mm-hmm. you should too. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, you should. <laughs> Yeah, those are our our last sweet things before Halloween. Yeah, have a happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) Yes, enjoy yourself, be safe, send us pictures of your costumes. Yes, please do. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode again. Let us know if you want to hear more from Dennis or what was your favorite um, scary story that he told because they were all pretty interesting, so we want to know. I'll try to get the link for those Jerome episodes that Dennis was talking about where they were talking about Hoff. And I'll put in some pictures and videos of Dennis throughout the week on our Sweet Things Instagram story. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And if you're not already, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or anywhere else that podcasts are heard. And leave us a review that we might read on our next episode. And also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sweet Thangs Podcast. We'll catch you next week right here on the Sweet Thangs Podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Katiri. And, and have, have the, the sweetest, sweetest day. day. <laughs>